0: Hey everybody, yeah I hear you, God bless you, happy Easter, flash your lights at me if you hear me, can you flash your lights, your car's on, I would say honk your horns but then I can't hear, yeah, Uh, so I'm going to give them just a second, hey Sarah, Beth and Joe, push that in. Jen, do they need to move them in a little bit? Yeah. Forgive me for the wind. Take that up with the Lord. We've had a hard time this morning keeping our tents down and every, all the papers down, but uh, we're so glad you're here. Um, even though it's Saturday and it's different, isn't this awesome? Amen. Amen. I just want to thank you so much. Uh, it's so encouraging. Should I go to a different microphone I don't know. okay um it's so encouraging that you guys have gotten out for this. I've seen people that we've not seen this whole whole time. um We're so thankful to get to see you this this af- i don't want to say this morning but this afternoon um I'm also so thankful for our worship team coming in here and preparing and uh just being able to do this why don't I? why don't I change yeah Check, 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 check. Let's do that one. Did you mute my other one? Yeah. Anyway, we're so thankful for you. We miss you all. But it's so good because let me just say something real quick. Jesus is still on the throne. He is not shocked by the coronavirus. Uh, He knows the beginning from the end. And uh Can I just encourage you? That is uh, trustworthy. We know that He can be trusted in this time, and um, I'm uh, just—that's the encouraging word I want to give you today: is to trust God. It's very easy to want to trust what we're hearing and the reports that we're hearing, but we want to trust God. So I just want to dive in. We're going to be in John chapter 12. John chapter 12. Uh, If you can turn in your Bibles, if you've got your Bible apps, uh, John chapter 12, we're going to start in verse 37, and I felt like the Lord gave me this this last week, not this week, but the last week, and um, yeah, let's just dive in, let's just pray. Father God, we just pray that your word would just speak directly to our hearts, Lord, that those that are watching uh, via Instagram and social media and Facebook and YouTube, Lord, that your word would just... Um, just work right through these radio waves and through these uh, forms, Lord, and that it would just reach those that need to be reached, uh, that, Lord, that you would just do what you do. We're just expecting the supernatural today and this weekend. Father, I just pray for all the churches around that are having to change what they're used to, and I just ask for their effectiveness to be greater. Uh, not less, but greater than it would have been had this just been a regular Easter service. So thank you, Lord. We just ask that your word would speak. Holy Spirit, speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's dive in. Uh, John chapter 12, verse 37. It says, Even though he had done so many signs, attesting miracles, right before them, yet they still did not believe and failed to trust him. This was to fulfill what Isaiah the prophet said. Lord, who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm, the power of the Lord, been shown, unveiled, or revealed? Verse 39, therefore they could not believe, for Isaiah said again, in verse 40, He has blinded their eyes, has hardened their heart, to keep them from seeing with their eyes and understanding with their hearts and being converted. Otherwise, I, their God, would heal them. Verse 41, Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke about him. Nevertheless, even many of the leading men believed him as Savior and Messiah. Nevertheless, even many of the leading men believed him, believed in him as Savior and Messiah, but because of the Pharisees, they would not confess it for fear that if they acknowledged him openly, they would put out, they would be put out of the synagogue or excommunicated, for they loved the approval of men more than the approval of God. Let me pause just a second. Did you catch that? They believed. They really believed. But because of the fear of man, they did not walk it. They did not communicate it. They were afraid that because of what men would do to them that they would be put out of the church because they loved the approval of man more than they loved the approval of God. Verse 44, but Jesus loudly declared, The one who believes and trusts in me does not not believe only in me, but also believes in him who sent me. And whoever sees me sees the one who sent me. I have come as light into the world so that everyone who believes and trusts in me as Savior, all those who anchor their hope in me and rely on the truth of my message, will not continue to live in darkness. Now, I'm not done yet. We want to continue all, all the way to the end of the chapter. But I do want to say this is telling us in uh, John chapter 12, Jesus is telling us why he came. And I don't know if you realize this, but this is the end of Jesus' ministry. Um, It's one of the last things that he's saying to us. Why did Jesus come? It says that he has come, uh, I have come as light, so that everyone who believes and trusts will not continue to live in darkness. Now, I want you to catch that it doesn't just say everyone who believes. These men believed. But they did not walk it. They did not. When, when they were pressured by life, they fell from it. They did not stand on it. Can we all see that? Honk your horn. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Okay, I hear you. But it's not enough to believe, but those that believe and trust. And that just leads me to, to ask you, what does it mean to trust? What does it mean to trust? The things that I trust in are the things that I do. Uh, the things that I trust in are the things that I walk out. The things that I trust in are the things that I take risks on. So many times we sit here and we go to church and we read the Word of God and we, we, conf- we even confess these things, these things out, but the second pressure hits, we go back to what we're used to. And that's what we cannot do, especially in this time of of this coronavirus and these tornadoes. Let me just encourage you. This may not seem very encouraging, but storms are coming tomorrow. Storms will continue to come. This is not outside of the Word of God that we're now facing these things. This is right inside it. And Jesus is saying, not only do do you have to believe, but you have to trust. And we have to keep walking. If you find yourself in darkness, your anchor has been pulled back into your own boat, and you find yourself drifting, going wherever the storms blow you. If you find yourself in darkness, you have slipped away from Christ. Can everybody see that? Jesus says that I came to bring light into darkness. So I just want to say to you, and I have found myself in the last 10 years, in darkness. Because I'm a believer, because I'm spirit-filled, doesn't mean that I can sometimes wander or find myself away. I found myself in depression. I found myself believing lies. What, What had happened was not God did not abandon me. I moved into that darkness. I moved out of light and into that darkness. And Jesus is saying, I have come to bring light. Jesus has come to bring light. So if I, can, if I can just say to you, if you find yourself right now in darkness, great. You can come into the light. But come into it. I'm going to show you how. Let's, let's just keep going. Verse 47. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge and condemn the world, that is, to initiate the final judgment of the world. I just want to pause for a second. I believe that what this is saying is Jesus as the man, the man that wants to build relationship with us, is not the one judging. Now, we're going to see what does judge. It's not the man, and I think that we can follow in that, in that same word in that Jesus says, don't judge one another, lest you be judged. And Jesus is saying, I'm not judging. I find that so powerful that the, that the Jesus that, that wants to come into your life is not a Jesus that's going to judge you. He's going to love you and receive you just like you are. Now, get ready. Judgment is going to come. It says in 48, Whoever rejects me and refuses to accept my teaching has one who judges over him. The very word that I spoke will judge and condemn him on the last day. So what judges? The word. It is the word that judges you. It says in verse 49, For I've never spoken on my own initiative or authority, but the Father himself who sent me has given me forgive me, we have to deal with the wind out here, and I've got to get my pages unhooked. He's given me commandment regarding of what to say and what to speak. I know that His commandment is eternal life. So the things I speak, I speak in accordance with His exact instruction, just as the Father has told me. Now, I am reading from the Amplified. That's why it's a little bit more than probably what you're used to, used to reading. Um, but I do just want to say I find this so comforting in knowing that the Father God, God the Father, is the righteous judge, right? He is the one that judges rightly. So we can see that as Jesus says, it's, sometimes it's hard to even grasp this because Jesus is the word, but he's saying, I'm not judging. And I believe that it is him as the man, it is him, it is him that his spirit comes into us. I don't believe in judgment, but in love. However, it is His Word that judges us because it's not Jesus' words, but the words that the Father has given Him. So when we accept Jesus Christ, we also accept the Father. You can't have one and not the other. I find this so powerful in that it says that no one comes to the Father except through me. This is such an encouraging word because I like to be able to go to the Word and know where I line up and where I don't. I don't like not knowing maybe what people think. We sit here and we have a hard time grasping um, doing the right thing because of what man thinks. Stop thinking about what man thinks and think about what the Word of God says. That's what we're going to be judged by. That's what's going to exalt or humble you. That's what's going to set you free is that word. Not these people that you think have control over you. They don't. It is the the most freeing thing to know that your boss does not have the final word over you. That the coronavirus or that the president, whether you're for him or not, or that the environment or the economy, Everybody honk. It's so good. Jesus came to give you light. We come into this place right now with so many dark things coming at us, thousands of lives being lost a day. It is such a bizarre time. Church, I believe it's the end times. Now, I don't know when it's going to come. Scripture says no one knows, not even Jesus knows when that time is going to come. But it sure feels like the Lord is trying so hard to wa- awaken us. We as a church must awaken. And what we awaken to is not, is not being pushed around by the, by the thoughts of man, but by the Word of God. We must be awoken, awakened, whichever word, awoke, whatever. You must wake up to the word of God. Let's just continue just for another, another moment. Um, verse 46, I have come into the world as a light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. I believe that this is his last public mention of himself as the light of the world but this has been taken there from the beginning of the gospel 1 John chapter 1 verse 5 says the light shines in darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it everyone who receives Jesus moves from darkness from the darkness of ignorance to the light of truth and fellowship with God those that have found themselves in darkness i believe i believe it's what i experienced was a darkness of ignorance I began believing a lie. I began believing what was not true. I was believing what people had said about me and my personality, that it wasn't good and that I could not do good things. I began believing that God did not have a great plan for me, but that it was a bad plan. I began believing that I deserved to be in that place. And it wasn't until truth came back into my heart that could drive out that darkness Not any encouragement, not any situation could change it. I was in darkness. But when the light came back in, it drove out the darkness. The darkness could not stay any longer. It is so good. What you need is light. What this this world out here needs is light. And that light... It's going to come from you. Jesus has put his light in you. The only way some, some people that are in your life is ever going to get light is if you give it to them. Jesus is the light, and he's in you. I don't know if you know the little kids' songs, but you need to re- relive those songs about Jesus putting that light. You know, give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Give me oil in my lamp, I pray. Give me oil in my lamp. Keep me burning, burning, burning. Keep me burning till the break of day. Come on and sing, Hosanna, sing, Hosanna, sing, Hosanna. We all know the song. Maybe you don't. I grew up on it. But every now and then I need to remember my light needs to keep burning. We learned two weeks ago about the virgins that didn't have oil in their lamp. You got to have oil in your lamp because Jesus is coming. Yeah, Jesus is coming. It says in Isaiah chapter 53, and I'll close right here. Isaiah 53, it says, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. As one whom men hide their faces, he was despised and esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And by his stripes, we are healed. Jesus came to set you free. Jesus came to deliver you from depression, to deliver you out of darkness. You are not called to live in darkness but into light, you are called to be, to have hope, not hope based on the world, if you look at the world right now, there's not a lot of hope, but I want you to know Jesus is your hope, amen, so I just want to pray for you, and I just want to ask you, do you know Jesus, and can we just make this very simple, It says that those who have confessed with their mouth, confessed with their mouth and believed in their heart, have you confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord? If you haven't right now sitting in your car, Jesus, you are Lord of my life. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that I am forgiven. You know, Pastor Justin shared with me this week about how he feels like the, the, the Philippians 4.13, I think that's what it is, that, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That, that word is not about how, how if I'm not eight feet tall and I can't dunk the ball, but if I believe that through Christ I could dunk the ball, no, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to dunk a 10-foot goal. But I do believe that Jesus equips you for the things that he has called you to do. And what I want to say to that is, is that as we're saying that Jesus has forgiven you, He's given you the power to forgive those around you. I was, I was running today. Thank, thank the Lord I was able to run. And I felt like the Lord showed me that He has given us the power to do all things in that you can forgive that thing that someone has done to you that is so incredibly unfair that you have been holding on to and you just can't get rid of it. Part of your freedom is being able to forgive the unforgivable. God forgives you. But as we pray this prayer, forgive your neighbor, forgive your brother, forgive your sister, forgive your father, forgive your mother, forgive that aunt or uncle, forgive that boss, forgive that person that has really hurt you, really hurt you because of what Jesus has done for you. He has given you the power to get free. Father God, in Jesus' name, we just pray right now that as we just give our hearts to you, that you would just show us in our hearts those things that we're carrying that we need to get free of. Jesus, this is Easter. You have set us free. Today is a day of life. Today is a day of you coming from the grave. Today is a day of you breaking the power of sin over our lives. Today is a day of you washing us clean of our sins. You went to the grave as a sin-free man, but you came out of the grave paying the price for my sin, taking my shame, and giving me your righteousness, making me right with God. Father God, I just ask right now that you would equip us all to be able to share your hope with someone else, and that the power of sin and hell would be broken in those that are around us because we shed light into darkness. Father God, those that have given their heart to Jesus this morning, I just encourage them when this Epidemic breaks, that they share it with someone, that they even share it now over Zoom or over FaceTime, and that we begin the process of discipleship, of growth, and of breaking that power of uh, believing a lie and being under the spirit of ignorance into a spirit of truth. Holy Spirit, we just trust you. We just praise you. And Father God, we just thank you for sending Jesus to save us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody honked their horn and said amen. Amen.